Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I am your host, Joe Niehoff. Uh, I am obviously joined by my brother, Bob. Bob, how are you doing over there, buddy? I am doing well. I don't know if you can hear me. I'm having dinner late tonight. Ooh, um, late dinner. Yeah, I got uh, some Chipotle. Having a nice burrito. It's gigantic tonight. I don't know what happened, but um, the kids and everything made it so there was a late dinner for me tonight. Yeah, well, that'll happen. That'll happen, especially when you have a pregnant wife. Right. Make sure you, make sure is, you take care of business, sir. That is also a... Uh, a big deal there. Um, but I'm washing this this uh, delicious giant burrito down with a junkyard brewing uh, sugar beer. No, it is a <laughs> Citra double IPA. Okay. Very, okay. very nice, uh, clean drinking. I, I actually got a, I just realized I almost didn't open it upside down because the can is so cool i'm gonna save it for my crawler wall um but i gotta uh, crack this baby open and and see what we got usually they're very smooth drinking um this one was actually canned i love junker they actually just got a new cannery so they can do um they've been only able to sell crawlers for the longest time they got a new canning system so they can do 16-ounce beers with uh, their stuff. So they're going to start sending those out soon. And, like, the whole beer industry up here in Minnesota went wild because we're all excited to get a 16-ounce versus the big can where you basically have two and a half beers. Yep. Totally makes sense. Because sometimes good. So you, you like know, this. Like, so you like this one. It's a good one. I I assume you always like. I beer. I have not. I have not had this one before, so okay. I don't know what it's going to taste like. But I do know that I like Citra hops. Okay. And I know that I like double IPAs. So <laughs> it all kind of comes together that way. Yep. Um, it's going to have a little li- little bit of like a lemony kind of taste to it. It is a West Coast IPA, so. There's a lot more of a, a dank taste that comes with that sometimes. Um, not ne- not necessarily the hazies that I typically go into, but I went and got my knife here to open the backside. Right. Well, good. All right. Well, tonight so I'm... I will let you know how it is in a minute. Yeah. Tonight, yeah, what, what do you got as I open this? <clears throat> Something a little different. I uh, so I got uh, our. Here's a teaser. I guess next week's going to be a guy named Scott Oldfield. Good buddy of mine. He's uh, uh, he's the biggest whiskey bourbon connoisseur uh, that I know. Um, at least he's proving to be as I've uh, 
gotten to know a little bit more about what he likes to drink and so on and so forth. So he introduced me to a, a distillery called High West. Um, they're out of Utah, Park City, Utah. And they make a number of different um, bourbons, whiskeys, scotches. Um, and the one I'm trying tonight is actually one he informed me um, they stopped making. So we're sitting there. I'm with him. And he goes, this is probably the last time you'll see that bottle. Exactly. And I was like, huh, well, I'm going to try it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of it. This is a, yeah, it is. But you no, know, for those that are listening, now's the time to buy. All right. It's called high whiskey campfire. And he was the salesman tonight. I'll tell you that. Cause I, I had no clue what it was and I probably wouldn't have gotten it, but he said that about it. First of all. And the second thing he said, he goes, he goes, just imagine drinking scotch or bourbon by the campfire. That's what it tastes like. <laughs> so I was like, I like that imagery. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I thought the same thing. So I went with this high West uh, bourbon. It's uh, like I said, based out of Utah. Um, good website, really good looking website. So you should look it up if you get a moment. Um, check everything out there, but uh, they they have a bunch of stuff. I've noticed I didn't I didn't ever know this before until now, but the websites for these like bourbons and scotches and stuff is pretty cool, man. I mean, they've really got some good stuff. Um, but anyway, so yeah, this is the one I got. It's not even on their website anymore. You can't even find the bottle on their website. The two drinks that they have here is the American Prairie Bourbon and the Double Rye. Um, that's the ones that they, they currently are, are advertising because those are the ones that they currently have out, but they don't even have this campfire one on their website anymore. So on the back of the campfire one, just to give people a little bit of idea, this is the, uh, uh, the description. It's actually kind of cool. It tells the whole about It's like, this is what it starts. And I won't read the whole thing, but it says, I was going cheesy about cowboys, campfires and whiskey, but I figured you might be more interested in how campfire whiskey to be one morning at the b&b distillery my wife and i smelled peat in the air the great ladies that made our meals were simmering a bottle of peated whiskey and sugar and so on and so forth so i won't go too far into it but it gives you an idea it's a it's it's a very good so i tasted it obviously here's the the non uh sophisticated version of it um it is definitely the scotch side so it's not your typical bourbon where you have a really sweet flavor that kind of comes through um, this is going to be more of your scotch flavor i can i literally when he said the campfire thing i'm thinking it in my head but i can taste exactly what he's talking about like it's totally got a very smoky flavor finish you know to it um and something that uh that i i really enjoy i mean I, you know this i wouldn't put this on the on the the it's not like this um straight edges and stuff like that as far as the smoothness that you get it is a scotch um but as far as a well this is technically not a scotch but anyway um as far as realm of where this falls i am a fan i am absolutely a fan and when scott uh comes over to have a glass one day that's what we're going to be drinking nice so now that i actually got this open i was right it is very easy smooth drinking it's an eight percent beer um, easy, just, I mean, like a lemon, yeah, there's like a lemony zest. 
<clears throat> a little bit of orange peel kind of flavor in there again. I'm like you, not super sophisticated in terms of my own taste buds and how I can uh, get things going in, in terms of uh, all that, but um, <clears throat> definitely has that big kind of lemon flavor to it, kind of hits that citrus note. Um, their website calls for like mangoes and papaya type flavor. Um, just a fantastic beer, though. 8%. Junkyard is a brewery up in northern, uh, northwest Minnesota. It's actually in Moorhead. If you find yourself as a college student in you know, Fargo-Moorhead area, um, you probably already very well know about Junkyard, but it's definitely a place that is well worth the trip up if you're in the Minneapolis area. Take cool. that drive up and, and go grab yourself some crawlers, man. Very good. Well, I have a guest here that decided to join me. She's shaking her head already. She doesn't want to tell me. <laughs> um, she decided to join me for a nightcap tonight. It's a very special treat. Miss Brittany, you weren't planning on but why don't you tell our podcast world of 10 people <laughs> what you are drinking tonight? Oh, which one is it? It's the one you had last night. Which one? I don't. I didn't. I didn't read the name. Well, let's go read the label. Okay. Go ahead. Go read the label. While she's reading the label, um, we'll, we'll I got, I got go a ahead. quick, yeah, I got a quick fantasy relevant question for you. Redwood With, Empire. oh, Redwood Empire. Those who listened last week, um, that one was really good. I actually had Brittany take a sip of it the other day, so she decided to pour herself some Redwood Empire. Very good. What do you think? What's what's the woman's take on the Redwood Empire? It's not a brandy. <laughs> <laughs> the take is that it's not a brandy. <laughs> what do you think of it? Is it is do you like it? Would you have another? It's not bad. I mean, a little bit is fine. I think your other one is a lot, lot more flavorful than this one. Yeah, this one definitely. One is, yeah, like, Did you take a sip of my campfire? Yes, I did. Oh, I okay, good. It's, like a, it's got a lot of the campfire taste to it it's very it's probably the most flavorful whiskey you've ever had well there you go now uh, now the world knows from uh britney's point of view what you think so very good anyway fantasy relevant bobby go I, so big trade just happened this afternoon here um ingram mark ingram being traded to the saints yep from houston yep what if any action are you taking on this trade that happened are you picking up anybody that was on the the houston bench are you targeting mark ingram as like uh, are you are you worried about um about any impact that his presence might have on alvin kamara um or is this just depth and you know nothing to do anything with because Houston's offense is terrible and you don't want David Johnson and uh, you're really not interested in Philip Lindsay. Well, let me, let me do it. Let me take the first step in saying this, this this is a blunt statement for Kamara and those that might be worried about his, you know, his time availability, whatever, you know, is he going to be affected by this? So I think if anything, it might help Kamara. We have Kamara, who's had Ingram as his backup running back for the last, what, four years, three years, however long he's been in the league. And he's been a top five fantasy running back during that entire span. 
So uh, Kamara's affected zero. Um, it actually might increase the upside for Ingram. Um, because to be, again, blunt and honest, Houston is not a place that I'm excited to have any running backs. Right. They have their second string quarterback playing who is not proven to play very well or be very good. He's a rookie. I think he's a rookie. He's a second year guy. Um, and that, that whole team just in general is kind of in a dumpster fire right now. Yeah. So uh, for the most part, it's not like Ingram is going down in value because he's now the second running back on a team where he was a committee running back. Right. Makes sense. So Ingram, you don't lose much, if anything at all. It might even increase his value. And then on the other side, on the flip side, you look at Johnson and uh, Philip Lindsay. You know, maybe they get a little, you know, a little bit of an increase. But again, we're talking about the running back for Houston. Right. You know, they're going to split time instead of being a three-way split. I, I Again, I just don't see this being too fantasy relevant. Um, but something to pay attention to, you know, who knows, but definitely something mm-hmm. to pay attention, but I don't see it too relevant in fantasy. Yeah. More of a NFL move than a fantasy relevant. Absolutely. Yep. Anything there. I, I agree. You know, and, and New Orleans is trying to make at their running back position because they're probably going to be, end up being a playoff team and they want to make sure they got the right guys in place. Mm-hmm. So that's well, it. And to your point, it can help the longevity of, of uh, Kamara, if anything ever were to happen to Kamara, you have immediate impact right away. So if Ingram is out there and available, um, especially if you have Kamara, he is a good grab and stab yeah. and throw on your bench. He's a good handcuff. He's a good handcuff. And if you have an open bench spot after the crazy bye week, um, and hey, let's you know take a shot in the dark, and if Kamara gets hurt or he's out for whatever reason for a week or two, you have an immediate fantasy starter on your team. Yeah. So really that's the only guy I, I totally agree with you there in terms of um, anyone that you would even consider doing anything with would be Ingram, but doesn't move the needle too much else. Yep. Yep. Well, let's get into some news for this week. Cause that's kind of the first one, right? So Ingram traded um, one of the other ones I have on here and listen, th- there may be a couple I missed this week. Cause I didn't do a, a really good job of looking at any injuries from last week. So first one is Adams, Devonte Adams. Mm-hmm. If you have him, he is on COVID. I don't think it's possible for him to play now. Right. He has to have two negative tests in 24 hours. Um, and I think right. he had a positive test today, which makes it almost impossible for him to play tomorrow. Yeah. So you know, I was going to say, I think the only way would be if he tested negative like an hour before kickoff yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. But that test, whatever that test would be, would have to come back negative. Yeah. I'm not sure how they do their testing procedures, but sounds like he's out. Lazard is also out. Yeah. So I guess the relevance here is who's Aaron Rodgers going to throw the football to. Right. Um, and something to think about. We'll get into that game. When we get to yeah. that game in our – I think we have it as a – um, we have it as a longer conversation. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that then uh, and some guys to kind of look at. Uh, right. Mahomes and uh, Dak are two big quarterbacks that are nursing injuries. Uh, Mahomes had the concussion. He cleared protocol, I think, after yeah. the game. Sounds so like he's, he's going to be all right. He's just fine. He'll play. But I'd still keep an eye on it. Um, you know, that not that 
they're going to not play him. I mean, they, 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 they're right. not having the best of seasons. So uh, they're going to do everything they can to, to kind of continue to improve the team. But anyway, uh, just keep an eye on it. Uh, and then Dak, same thing. They play on Sunday night. Dak so should be fine. It's sounding should... like he's progressing well. Yep. So again, don't, you're not stressing about either of those guys, but people just, if you have them, pay attention. Um, right. And make sure you're checking out your squad before. Right. Um, Dak would be one that, if anybody, I, like like we already said, Mahomes, he cleared protocols. He's good to go. Unless something creeps up late in the week on the concussion injury. Um, we're not really too all too concerned there. Dak, on the other hand, if something were to tweak, something were to come up, um, it might be a relevant thing now to go and grab a backup just in case you need it. And with them playing Sunday night, um, Vikings just had their bye. And sometimes when that happens, teams would be dropping their quarterbacks, especially Kirk Cousins, who, if you think about it, going back a few weeks, Kirk Cousins had two not-so-great weeks against the Lions and against the um, against the Browns, then a lot of teams, if you had them, they probably dropped them. Then Kirk Cousins had a big big week against the Panthers. Then they went into their bye week. So very unlikely that someone picked up Kirk Cousins into the bye. Right. Here we are now coming out of the bye. He might be available for you to go and grab. Um, yeah. He he's a he's a top ten quarterback already, anyways. Um, so there is already some value there, just inherently. But if you do have Dak, he's a great backup to have because you can just swap one for the other on Sunday night if you needed to. Yeah, and there's always Joe Flacco who looks like he might be starting in the with the sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or not. Nobody. Please, nobody. Yeah, but Actually, it, but it was an playing, easy way to bring up the sorry Jets, an easy way to get them in there. Yeah, low-hanging fruit, Joe. Come on. Um, You're not doing anything with Joe Flacco, actually. I think Joe Flacco was only added for some depth. It looked like they were uh, practicing their their other younger guy. I think his last name is Smith. I, I don't know. I I don't know what's going on with the Jets. Yeah. Um, They have two top seven picks right now. So yeah, that's good. The, the Jets are doing um, sorry can, Jets things. Yeah, they're talking. It's week seven, and they're already talking draft time. Yep. Um, yep. So good for them. Yep. Sorry, buddy. Uh, if if you're gonna lose everything, win something, right? Yep. I 100 percent agree. Uh, and then the only other guy I have on here is Barkley. Just keeping an eye on when his when his return is gonna be. Any any notes there you got, or anybody else that I don't have on our? Um, just to know, put a bow on, on everything. Yeah, just to put a bow on everything, I think just finishing up with Barkley here is is where we're at. And um, Saquon, it's sounding like he's trending back more than likely next week. Um, If they do take it another step slower, you'll have him back in anywhere from two to three weeks. Looking like probably not going to happen, you know, this coming week here. Uh, So prepare for one more week out. But after that, uh, we should be we should be right back to where we were, which was mediocre at best, um, with a lot of upside. Yeah, so, a lot of upside. He, yeah, he he did have he did have a couple decent games in there. 
Uh, yeah. But there really wasn't a lot to, to talk about when it came to um, when it came to what he was able to actually produce for you. So, yeah, absolutely. Let's get past this and we'll dive into our poured out games. So for those who might be listening to us for the first time, are roughly one minute, if we can hold back to it, um, of our analysis on these games. What that means a lot that we need to talk about. So the, the judgment or the guesses are pretty common to what you might expect um, in a very simple game. So to get this started, um, we have Carolina versus Atlanta. Port out game. This is my game, so I'll take it really quickly. Um, I think there's some pretty obvious players to start here. Uh, DJ Moore, if anything, you're looking, you know, Carolina should have a decent day offensively. I mean, Atlanta's not been great, great um, in any capacity against any the best, I would say, means defensively. Um, so you're going to get some points out of Carolina. DJ Moore is a no-brainer to me. Uh, Hubbard, I think, is still a good start. Um, Atlanta has been known to give up a decent amount of receptions to running backs over the past few years. Not this year, they've been average middle of the road, but I think your floor for Hubbard is pretty good. Um, so you're starting him. Uh, it could be a Darnold week, but he's been unimpressive. Um, yeah, he started off hot and then he had yeah, anything. Uh, what he didn't even start off that hot. He had a couple 300 yard passing games, like the first two games of the season. But he got most of his points by scoring touchdowns inside the red zone with his legs. And right. that is just not likely to continue. Um, no. So I'm not excited about him. But if I have to take a flyer, he's not a bad guy to go with. Robbie Anderson's projected to get a lot of points in a lot of uh, ESPN leagues that I've seen. But I'm still not excited about him. So for the most part, Carolina's wrapped up with that. Um, I would be uh, defensively, if you look at defenses, Carolina's defense could be a good pick this week. Uh, on the Atlanta side, um, Carolina's defense is good. Like I said, they could be a good pick. It's hard to start a whole lot more than, say, the the obvious. Obvious here is Ridley. Obvious here is uh, Cordell Patterson, I think, is still a very startable, very, um, uh, you know, very solid choice for you. He's going to be consistent, if nothing else. Um, that hasn't changed really all season. So expect those two guys to have pretty decent games. You know, Pitts, where he drafts him again, tight end, he should have an okay game. Uh, but don't expect much. So for the most part, I think that's that Atlanta-Carolina game. I, I can't imagine there's too much more to talk about on that one. No, the only stat that I came across that was at least interesting is that um, despite his inability to catch the ball, Robbie Anderson is still being targeted fairly highly. He was actually targeted nine times this last week, um, which puts him actually in like the top echelon of player targets. Um, let's see. He was, yeah, Twelve players ahead of him, and a bunch of them are tied for the same amount. So really, um, there's only six other tiers of players targeted more than him. <laughs> Interesting. Well, and you know what though? What it is, right? It's defense is basically saying, I dare you to throw it to him. <laughs> yeah. He won't beat us. <laughs> right. Right. Because, yeah, if you go up from, from him, it goes T. Higgins actually had the most at 15 targets this last week. Um, and then it just trickles down to his nine targets from there. 
And so he's getting the sixth most targets in the league in a game. Yeah. Like, yep. The usage is there. It's just, I don't know if it's off target or how many actually hit him in the hands is a whole nother question. But I know uh, a couple weeks ago, they were hitting him in the hands. They were dropping him pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty yep. frequently. So, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, because we watched the whole game. It's the Vikings played against him and right. fail miserably. Right. A lot of way. Uh, all right, next game, Miami-Buffalo. And that wasn't intended to go over, but that's an example of us going over our allotted <laughs> one minute for a game. Yeah, Joe, what's up with that? You went the hey, first game and you that added you the go. statistics on the end. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> I did. Um, against So Miami against Buffalo. Miami is uh, – or I'm sorry, Buffalo is one of the best defenses in fantasy. They actually give up – uh, across the board, if you total it all up, they give up the least amount of fantasy points to teams. That's why they're one of the best teams in the league overall as well. Um, it's really hard to start anybody, and ha- at least with confidence. Um, Waddle should get his targets. You like Kasicki still. It's hard to find a better tight end there. Um, Gaskin should get a little bit more use now with uh, Malcolm Brown being out. Hopefully. But who knows what they're going to do with, with uh, the team there. And then Tua is very much a non-star, especially against this Buffalo defense, even after having one of the one of his best fantasy days last week. Yeah. Um, moving over to the, my, or the, the Buffalo side of the ball, it's hard not to start everyone. Um, it sounds like we're going to be without Dawson Knox for a few weeks. Um, Which only enhances your Beasley's and your right. Emmanuel Sanders. So your exactly. guys that you might have been borderline on are obvious. Right. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is actually a guy that, again, talking about targets, um, if we look at just end zone targets specifically, um, well, I have this number right here. He is first in end zone targets, tied with Terry McLaurin and DeAndre Hopkins at eight. Uh, that's for targets in the end zone. So Emmanuel Sanders has a lot of opportunity to score touchdowns. Um, it's quickly a, a very favorite uh, wide receiver there in Buffalo. And that's maybe why we haven't seen such gigantic digs days like we did last year, because yes. Sanders is kind of taking away some of that production. Um, now it's, it's not, going to be something that's going to be consistent week to week and all that kind of stuff. Not quite sure there, but you're starting Sanders. You already mentioned uh, uh, Beasley as someone who you probably want to flex. If I'm going to be starting a running back in Buffalo, it's Zach Moss. Uh, he seemed to be getting a little bit more of the work. Um, and so I just have a little bit more confidence there. And obviously Allen's a must start. Yep. Agreed. hundred uh, percent. And I don't think there's too much to add to that. Next game, San Fran, Chicago. Uh, this honestly could be a really boring game. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just there's nothing to be excited about on either side of the ball. I think San Francisco, based off what we've seen so far this year, they, they should have a heyday going against Chicago's offensive line um, and probably own the entire game the entire time. I'm actually uh, so surprised. Uh, the, the thing that you could have been excited about for this game would have been a, a- – Two rookies facing off against each other. Yep. Um, but Lance with his little injury. It sounds like Lance will be back in a week or two. Um, yep. 
but I'm actually kind of surprised that San Francisco isn't looking at at this point in the season. You know, they're two and four, looking at sitting Garoppolo and going, "Hey, uh, Pittsburgh, you, you guys need a quarterback. How about yeah. we fancy ourselves a little bit of a trade here?" Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. And, and as well, sitting... I don't think they're going to do that though. But, but right. that would you're not a. I mean, that's not a bad idea. Uh, but I don't know what Pittsburgh would be willing to give up for that. That it would it honestly, it would probably be like a fourth round pick. It yeah, probably yeah, wouldn't and take maybe a ton. It's worth it, but it's the biggest. Well, and it wouldn't, it, it can't because there's just no money. First of all, in Pittsburgh, that they could take on that contract. Um, but anyway, we don't. We're getting down a path we don't need to. I'm going to be really quick with this. So, San Fran Mitchell, yes. Um, Garoppolo, no. Debo Samuel, yes. And that's it. So there's really only two startable players in this entire fantasy game this week. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it. Like Herbert, if you got him for your running back, he's going to be a little bit more of a split with Williams, and it's just tough to play him. Yeah. But you can absolutely be be there, but they're going to be losing the game. It just doesn't seem like a lot of sense. Um, that's the it. only one thing I, I got to throw this out there, Debo Samuel did pop up on the injury list with a calf issue um, about 3 o'clock today. So something to keep an eye on. Shannon saying he's optimistic that he'll be all right to play for Sunday, but just got to throw that on the radar. Yep. All right. Rams, Houston, another <laughs> boring game. Yeah. Um, Rams should run all over them. Uh, no pun intended. They should be running all over them in this game. Um, Henderson should have a very gigantic game. You're really starting every uh, Ram that you have. There's no reason not to. Um, Houston is, is one of the bottom teams against quarterbacks. Uh, same thing in terms of running backs. Now they're a little bit better against wide receivers and that maybe again, just a, uh, a, a party of, uh, them losing so much that their teams that they're playing against aren't throwing the ball. Um, they're one of the worst teams against the tight end position. And so, um, you, you like that option there with uh, Joe Leverett. Um, so a lot of, lot of potential there for the Rams to be able to put up some big numbers. Houston. Uh, Gerald Everett. Did I say Gerald Everett? Yeah, I think you meant Tyler Higby. But anyway. Yeah, they were on the same, they were on the same team. My bad. Um, you are correct. I did say Gerald Everett. It is Higby. It's okay. Higby it's okay. can have a big game. Um, what was I saying? Houston side of the ball. Uh, honestly, nobody. Yeah, again, I, I, I don't agree. know how you can. Uh, the only only guy would be Cooks, just because of the amount of targets that's there. Um, but that's it. Yep. I don't think much more there needed. Speaking of not much needed, uh, the next game is Cincinnati versus the New York Jets. Um, and this is a perfect example of a poured out game. Okay. The sorry Jets are playing against a very good now Cincinnati Bengals team. So who do I start in Cincinnati? Everybody, including Boyd. It's the whole the whole gamut. Now Bobby's going to give you some statistic about the Jets being pretty good against the pass defensively. Um, I don't think it necessarily matters. At the end of the day, I'm still playing who I'm playing. I'm still starting all those players because I think Cincinnati wins this game. Handed, it's not even going to be close. Yeah. Um, so I'm starting everybody, Jackson, Chase, the whole crew, 
Uh, with the Jets, the only person I might consider is Davis. Yeah. That's it. Nobody yeah. else is touching the field for me. Yeah. Uh, with Jets, the Jets. Jets are the worst against the run, and they're fourth best against wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Fantasy, But wise. that does not necessarily mean that a wide receiver is going to come out and do nothing. And the reason why, Bobby, <clears throat> they probably right. are is because they lose so many games. Right. Again, it's, it's, by so it's, much. Right. And exactly. the running back just gets the ball the last quarter of but the that, game and nobody else but, touches it. Exactly. But that's the important thing that you have to look at when you're starting, you know, especially if you're debating between a couple wide receivers is, is do I get a half a game, three quarters of a game out of a guy because the team's up by so many points and, or they're just not having to throw the ball. But the, so but, I'm going to lean towards somebody out. else. Time out. I understand your concept there, but if I'm getting half of a game with Jamar Chase and he's catching four balls and scoring two touchdowns and getting 100, I care if that's only for half a game. Yeah, but Jamar Chase isn't in question. It's more of a, a thing for like, do I start Higby or do yeah, I? Well, start, I mean, but the same thing can be uh, said sorry, about Higgins. Higgins. You're really on the name train. Yeah. So do, do, I, do you go Higgins? Well, Higgins, if they throw, listen. It's Higgins not like they're Boyd, not going to you know. throw the ball 25 times. They're still going to throw the ball 25 times. Yeah. That's like the lowest I'd... number of team might throw the ball. So if I throw the ball 25 times, I'm, my three guys take 15% of those targets, let's say, or, or not 15%, like, you know, 20 or uh, like 60% of those targets. You're looking at 15 targets going to those three guys. I'm willing to bet my, my guys will be pretty good. It depends on who I'm comparing them to, but that gives you an right. example. I take that. All day. Anyway, moving on to the next game, Bobby Jacksonville, Seattle. Um, so this one again, Jacksonville, not I, I'm gonna be nice and say that they're just not good. I honestly um, think Jacksonville might be the better team in this game. You know, that's not wrong. <laughs> I, I mean it's sad to say like, like Seattle's just without Russell Wilson, they're not they're right. And not right. only do they not have Russell Wilson, but they also don't have their number one running back. So yeah, it's not like it got. That's a question in better. terms of when he's going to come back too. Right. Yep. We saw Penny. Penny wasn't anything, right? And Collins did okay. Again, they were going against a really good run defense. New Orleans has one of the better run defenses in the league. Um, but even still, those guys just—they look so very, very mediocre pedestrian. Um, so it—it it is honestly, it's hard to say with confidence to start all these guys but it's hard not to at the same time Jacksonville's one of the worst teams in the league I do see Jacksonville winning this game yeah you know given you know given what's going on uh there they're coming off a bye Seattle on a short week uh they played Monday night so they're they're on a short week of rest and everything um I just it's hard to not say you know what Jacksonville um is a, still a bad defense, though. They're just you can score points on them, and hopefully, some of that talent uh, kind of wills itself out. But Seattle and, and uh, Geno Smith, they aren't doing themselves any favors. Yeah, uh, Jaguars side of the ball, you're you're starting your running backs there. Um, this could be a game where you start Trevor Lawrence. Uh, we see how bad Seattle's defense is. Um, that's not changing. Their their secondary is terrible. Yep. Um, so this could be a, a fun game for them. 
Uh, same thing that I was talking about earlier with, um, sorry, with uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Marvin Jones, seven end zone targets. He's second in end zone targets at, at the position. Um, he's getting a lot of opportunity there, and that's not going to stop. Um, I like Marvin Jones a lot this week. I like Chanel this week as well. Um, yeah. You know, we're doing good on this game as far as time goes, but you somehow found a way to make the Jacksonville-Seattle game much longer than one minute. Yeah, you're welcome. You, you use like at least a solid four minutes there, and I'm I, stopping you in the middle try. just so we can move on. Washington, Denver, this is my game. Um, so, uh, again, I, th- these games are poured out games really for me. Uh, there's quite a few of them, I feel like, this week versus other weeks. But Washington, Denver, another one of those. Um, honestly, it's just it's probably going to be a defensive battle. Cor- these Both these quarterbacks in these games, they're not going to lose you a game, but they're not going to win you a game. So I don't see this one being very high scoring. Um, running back play is kind of up in the air. We don't know what, if it's going to be Javante Williams or Gordon ever, right? That's still a question mark that we'll see. A lot of rumors about Williams taking over a bigger role moving forward. So we'll see if that comes true, but I'm not like overly confident about starting a guy because of it. Um, the wide receiver position, Cortland Sutton's the guy, uh, and, and you're probably starting, um, Fant, uh, just cause he's, he's not, a, it's not a, um, for him and, and he's probably a top 12 tight end this week. Uh, if, if I had to guess, that could be a bet we can make Bob if you want. Um, but anyway, so that, that's, uh, that's for Denver and, uh, Terry McLaurin, I think you're starting him every week, no questions asked. Uh, Antonio Gibson, I would say the same thing. Uh, and then after that, I, I think it's pretty bleak. Um, you can maybe take a run on, uh, you know, like uh, Seals Jones or something like that if you need a tight end. But otherwise, that's what I got. Um, Antonio Gibson, I'm I'm wary about him. I'm a little bit wary about him. Okay. What's um, your thought on him? Is it just this week or moving forward? It's it's almost a moving forward thing. Um, I mean, he started out the season through five weeks. He had a top twenty-five game every week except for one. Uh, last week, uh, not great. Week before that, not great. Um, you know, he was in the bottom thirties, uh, almost unstartable. In the last two weeks, um, he has a, a little bit of a injury that he's shaken off. He's trying to play through it. Um, I just, I just don't know about him. It's it's hard to say what he's going to be going forward. All right. Well, I got him as a top thirty running back this week. Where do you got him? You got him under thirty. Plenty defense. Right. Uh, I would rather say like I'll throw Javante Williams against uh, against Gibson, but straight up between the two of them. Yeah. No. Okay. No. I'll think about it. Maybe. For right now, right. that's not a bet. All right, let's move on to the next Pittsburgh Cleveland. That's you. This is our take a shot game, so we can take a little bit more time. But we'll probably take the same amount of time because Bobby took two minutes on every other game. So go ahead. Um, Pittsburgh, you start Najee Harris um, with Juju gone for the foreseeable future, probably the rest of the rest of the year here. It sounds like um, if anything, you'll get him back at the very end of the season and 
just no trust in being able to do anything there. Um, so you you like those options, at least if you have Claypool. I, I like Claypool um, not nearly as much as I, I like Deontay Johnson. Those are really the only guys you're starting right now, those three. Um, you could take a shot with their defense perhaps this week because um, we're still – unclear in terms of what Cleveland's going to be starting out there. Sounds like uh, Baker Mayfield's going to try to start this week, but who knows what that looks like. I mean, that shoulder seem sounds like it's uh, not doing all too well. And if he takes a big sack, especially against TJ Watt or um, really anybody else on that Pittsburgh defense, it could spell some disaster. Um on the Cleveland side of the ball, keep an eye out for uh, those injuries in terms of which running back is going to be starting. You got to set the Cleveland running back, though. They're, they're always getting work. They always put up big numbers on that offensive line. is a huge reason for that. Um, beyond that, it's really hard to start anybody else for Cleveland right now. Um, that's all I got. Yeah, and you got uh, Jarvis Landry um, should be pretty active this week. Um, last week he got hurt again last week though. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say last week he technically got hurt, but I I haven't up on the, what the findings there, but anyway, um, if he plays, he's maybe an option. Um, but yeah, another defensive battle, kind of the old bruisers of the AFC. Yeah. These um, are two good run defenses as well. Yeah. So to be, you know, you're starting those running backs in that game. You're starting those running backs, but. Temper expectations for what they're going to be able to turn out. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And I don't know why this one is in a take a shot game. So I'll go pretty quickly here. Um, Philly, Detroit. Honestly, I'm almost embarrassed that I put it in take a shot. Um, but I think there is some fantasy relevance to talk about here. So we'll give it a quick, quick uh, uh, minute or two for you here. So Philly side, um, you're pretty excited, honestly, about almost every player, right? Um, you're. you're and when I say almost every player, I'm not talking like the depth wide receivers for Philly. I'm talking about Smith, um, Hertz and Gainwell. Hertz and Gainwell. Yep, those are the three guys. Gainwell is the reason why I think I put this one in the take a shot game because with the injury to San- uh, Saunders or Sanders, um, he becomes a very intriguing player. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about it briefly just because you got to keep in mind that even though he's going to be the main guy, I don't know that there's a Philly that has been inside the top 24 all year. Literally. I don't, I have, I'd have to look, you'd have to for anybody, but if there is a, maybe once. So definitely don't, you know, if you get your, you're all excited that uh, Gainwell is going to be the guy. He's just not that good. Yeah, week, week just one. Use running backs. Week one, Miles Sanders was running back twelve. Okay, so but on that, has there been any other time? Yeah, Gainwell that same week, running back twenty-two, and then uh, but outside week, of week one, week four, Gainwell was running back seven. Okay, so two times that's in it. seven weeks. Yeah. Two times in seven weeks, they've had a top twenty-four running back. That's again that that kind of proves. It, yeah, so. it's few far between. More often than not, they are um, bench 
worthy <laughs> yeah. running backs. Yeah. I mean, they're, yep, yep, yep. yeah, they're just on the Detroit side. On the Detroit side, for some reason, Swift continues to be fantasy relevant. DeAndre Swift is essentially a running back one with wide receiver two upside. Yeah. No, I mean, that's how he's like, been playing all season. Like he's been, he's been he great. Is. And to those that thought that he was going to do nothing because of the rumors before the season started that he wasn't in shape and this, that, and the other, and they were thinking about benching him, God, that could put to that, rest, right? It was all you – know? all of it was the coach speak saying, yeah. we're going to go with the hot hand. Yeah. Well, we it's see who the hot BS. hand is, and they're going yeah. with him. Yeah, it's all been BS. So, and that's that's an interesting point. So, you know, those who, who you know, stuck with him and took him in the fourth or fifth or sixth round, you're really excited about him now. So, Swift yeah. is the only startable player, by the way, in Detroit. Um, Hawkinson is injury. Is he going to play? He he should be back this week. Um, it's just he so, just hasn't been good when he's been playing these last few weeks. Yeah, he had his um, big I'm game. To feel, his, I'm his... starting to feel a little bit more confident about my bet with you on him. But we'll see. We'll see how things continue. Uh, so there you go. That's it for that game, Bobby. We got New England LAC, the Chargers. All right. Um, so in this game, on the New England side of the ball, you're starting Damian Harris. Um, Brandon Bolden is interesting. He's basically taken on that James White role. Um, he doesn't really touch the ball in terms of a running back, but he is catching the ball out of the backfield there. Um, the Chargers are the best team fantasy-wise against wide receivers, so I don't really have any confidence in anybody being able to do much of something relevant for you um, that way. They are, however, one of the worst teams against tight ends, and so you are optimistic there about the options. I think this is a Hunter Henry game. Um, it's going up against his old team. I think they're going to try and get him in the end zone, give him a shot to be able to say, hey, you know, you let me go. Thanks for all the money that you let me go and make. And here I am yep. spiking the ball. Um, <clears throat> and Johnu Smith just hasn't been Johnu Smith. Um you saw some really great things from him last year, but it's just not there this year. I don't know what's going on. Um, so a Hunter Henry game more than anything else. Those are really the only three guys that you, two guys that you're starting for sure. Bolden, a flex play at best. Um, on the Chargers side of the ball, you're starting all of your guys that you have for Sandy, for LA. Um, no reason to bench Herbert. Um, if you probably don't have a better option than him, if that is who you have at your quarterback, unless you grabbed, you know, I don't know, Kirk Cousins or something like that, but you probably didn't because they have the same bye week. Um, <clears throat> so who knows what you got on your bench? Otherwise, um, running backs actually, New England is pretty decent against running backs. There's no reason to bench Austin Eckler, though. You're starting him. Um, Allen and Williams are definitely starts. And New England is actually really good against tight ends. Um, so if you were thinking about starting Cook, um, please don't. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Next game is Tampa and New Orleans. Um, 
Tampa, New Orleans, I think, uh, again, there's not a whole lot of debate here. But I think this will be – uh, New Orleans has a good defense. So I, I think the a big thing to talk about here is just having some expectations um, for, you know, and crew, right? Um, I, I do think they're – you know, Tom Brady's still a top 12 quarterback this week. Um, I do believe that both Godwin and Evans are, are going to be top 24 wide receivers this week, both of them. You're playing all those guys, right? So, uh, you know, that's that's fine. Uh, Antonio Brown is doubtful last I checked, so don't uh, – make sure you pay attention to that because it doesn't sound like he's going to be playing. Um, and then uh, Fournette. Again, you're starting Fournette, I think. Uh, but, again, st- st- overall, against New Orleans, just they they could come out and play terribly. But for the most part this year, their defense has been – pretty good at, at holding people at bay. Yeah. On the New they're, Orleans they're, side. Their rushing defense is really good. New Orleans. Yep. yep. On the New Orleans side, it's a little intriguing. Okay, I'll say that. So, first of all, right. so Kamara, you'd think, okay, well, Tampa Bay is really good. They have a great run defense, but he caught 10 balls last week. So, he's still, like, mm-hmm. I say temper expectations, but I think Kamara's floor is still like 15 right. points. <laughs> and and what we already saw was the way that you score, at least score fantasy points and move yep. the ball against Tampa Bay is catching the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, because they covered we, we the saw what Miles Gaskin, dumped down. Right? We saw what, there, yeah, we saw what Miles Gaskin did. And he's exactly. not Alvin Kamara. Exactly. So I don't necessarily say temper expectations. Understand when, when you have Kamara in this game that he may not have a ton of rushing yards. He'll be involved in the passing game, and the, they'll try to move the ball whatever they can, whatever way they can. Sean Payton seems to be pretty good at trying to, uh, you know, change I, things up. I'll I'll throw this out there. Um, see how where you feel about Kamara. I think he gets a hundred and thirty total yards. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say no to that because he uh-huh. he could have a hundred of them receiving. Right. So I I think that's a that's the tough one for us to match. I don't disagree necessarily. All right. That's a good line though. I'm just saying, yeah, yep. that's 13 points that I'm I'm saying right there. That's that's 13 points that you're starting with for the week. Yep, absolutely. Almost. And then you got, if, so, if that's where that line is set, and that that's where we're kind of teetering on, like yep. you got you got something good there. And then look, if you're looking for a streaming quarterback, um, I'm in on Winston, dude. Playing against Tampa, you know, he's going to be extra motivated. Uh, okay. Um, we, I got a game coming up with Tennessee Indianapolis. Can okay. I put Tannehill up against uh, – can I put Tannehill up against them? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think that's Tannehill good Tannehill versus Tannehill Winston. Winston. I love it. And that's, that's a legit good bet because neither quarterback has had a great season, so to speak. Um, but both of them could come out and have a bunch of yards. Play well. So we'll see. We'll see. I like that bet. All right. So anyway, um, that's our first one. John, hope you're listening. Um, Bob and I have made one so far tonight. So <laughs> I'll take I'll take Winston. All right, Bob, you got the next game. So this gets into our drink and slow games. I think the you know a, a pretty good game. Uh, some fantasy relevance for sure. Tennessee Indy. Go ahead. Um, sorry, I'm typing in this Tannehill versus Winston thing as we talk here. Um, yeah. Hold on. 
So Tannehill, to go back to him, he was just outside of the top 10 last week. Um, so I barely missed that. And the reason why he was outside the top 10 is because uh, I just I just laughed. It is because Derrick Henry threw a touchdown pass. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Derrick Henry does everything. Um, sure does. I have I have Tannehill as someone that you got to start this week. Um, let me pull this up here. Indianapolis is middle of the road against uh, against quarterbacks. Uh, they're actually fourth best against the running back position so far this year. Now they haven't seen anybody like Derrick Henry. Well, no, I mean only the teams that have been literally run over by him have, have seen, seen anyone like Derrick Henry. And but. Yeah. But still, fourth best. There, there's some some merit to that. Um, where they do give up a lot of points is to wide receivers. They're in the bottom six there, bottom ten against tight ends. And so that's kind of where I see the ball moving a little bit more this game, and that's why I like Tannehill, uh, is that the ball will move a little bit more on the through the air. Um, Henry's still going to get his, uh, his points. I mean... I don't see him not scoring a touchdown, especially if they can move the ball like I think they will. Um, They'll be able to get the ball within scoring range, and Derek Henry will plunge that thing in. Um, Opposite side. Oh, sorry. Um, Didn't talk about the wide receivers. Not sure about Julio, if he's going to play this week or not. He seems to be on and off the injury list. And that only brings upside to A.J. Brown. Right. A.J. Brown, we saw it last week. Your window to try and trade for him is pretty much closed. Um, He's right back to who they are, who we thought they were. Um, (laughs) Yeah. He's, he's right back there, and he's exactly who I was talking about at the beginning of the season, saying you got to get this guy on every team that you can. Um, uh-huh. I think you're a little bit too excited about one good week. Okay. Do you? What are we going to do about AJ Brown? Was there a bet there? No, I don't think okay. there is this week because Indy's pretty bad against the yeah. pass. But yeah. overall, like, let me make a point here. So we have a bet for Julio versus AJ, right? Yeah. And I think AJ's in the lead now. Um, And if Julio's not out for half the game so far this season, I I don't think AJ's winning that bet right now. I think you're delusional. I think you're absolutely delusional, Joe. Have you even watched Julio Jones play football? Yeah, he's had had like two touchdowns week two. He's had he's he's had some he's had a decent week or two, but he's been out for four weeks. So that's part of that's part of the that's part of the knock against him, and the part of the reason why I don't want him on my team because he's not available to play for my team. Yeah, I'm I'm he's hurt all the time. That and he just he isn't Julio Jones in all caps. He's barely Julio Jones with capital letters at the start. Yeah, no, I I. I don't disagree with that, but what I'm trying to say is that A.J. Brown is not all he's caught up to be. Yes, he is. Oh, my gosh. You are so very wrong about A.J. Brown. Yeah. Okay. Well, how good do you think he's going to be this week? I, I'm I'm saying, like, rest of the season going forward. Like, he's – this week, he'll be top 10. Okay. So, rest of the season going forward, what do you think he's going to be? At least top this 20 point rest this of the season. season. Oh, well, top, come on, buddy. That's just, okay, whatever. I know. 
He's an every week starter for if you have him on your team, you are starting well, him every nobody week. Nobody was with just, nobody's necessarily arguing that he's a a starter every week, but you got to understand he's gonna. He's just not gonna like he his upside is not what you want it to be, and it's not his fault. He's a good player. It's Derrick Henry's fault. There's gonna be more weeks where Derrick Henry is gonna score two to three touchdowns, and there is gonna be where AJ Brown scores one. Yeah. So and that just takes away the upside for AJ Brown. That's all. That's and that's the only reason, honestly, that's the biggest reason why I wasn't huge on AJ Brown. Okay. Well, AJ Brown is remarkable. Um, let me find where he is right now. You say it, top ten this week. I don't think he's top eight. What? You want to make another bet? I'm saying I think he's outside the top eight. If you just, are, you were I'm just giving myself an extra. You, I'm, you I'm had giving AJ myself Brown. an extra two positions. You, if you want to make a bet, I'm what? saying AJ Brown. I'm You're saying AJ Brown is not inside the top eight. You have You're him going as the wrong a top direction. ten. You're going the wrong direction, Joe. What? So what? you're saying you're telling me that AJ Brown's going to be better than top ten is what you think? I'm saying no, no. I'm saying. Yeah, I You're, think he could be ninth or tenth. You are saying that if you were ranking AJ Brown, that you have him in the top five, six. No, I'm saying he's that is not by, in the by, top eight. I don't understand how to this get me is to so go hard. down. Trying to get me to go down? Yeah, I'm trying to get you to go to eight. Why? Why would I do that? Uh, because if you want to make a bet, that's my that, opinion. You think so? You think that he's better than ten? I think he he has the potential by, to be in the top ten. By saying what you're saying, you think he's better than top 10 by saying I'm, that you think he's no, no, top eight. No, I'm just not willing to bet that he's not top 10, but God, I am willing worst. to bet. I am you're willing so to bet terrible. that he's not top what eight. What a weaselly move. Yep. You are such a weasel. <laughs> he's not a top 10, but I bet she's not top eight. What? Yeah. What? Hey, what if you, you want to make, if you want to make a bet, yeah, I'm saying I don't no, I don't, I don't need to make a bet. <laughs> I don't need to make a bet, but anybody that's out there that has AJ Brown, Starting with confidence, it's going to be a top 10 wide receiver this week. There you go. All right. Did you say anything about Indy? <laughs> Are we still on this game? <laughs> um, you're not starting the quarterback for Indianapolis. I don't even know who he is anymore. Um, James uh, Winston. <laughs> so he's Carson Yeah, Wentz. dude, you're, you're all um, over the place with I'm names tonight. Place. Carson um, Wentz, by the way. Yeah. Sorry. Um, you are starting Pittman. Pittman, he was a top ten wide receiver last week. Yeah. Um, you had him top. Bad. Yeah, that was easy. You made it really easy. You gave me top thirty. Uh, Jonathan Taylor leads the league in carries inside the five. He has twelve of them. Yep. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is second, of course. He has eight. Jonathan Taylor huh. should be scoring more touchdowns. If his offensive line could do anything, or the play calling was in any way uh, good, um, Jonathan Taylor would be scoring more touchdowns. Now, Jonathan Taylor's already, what, top three at the position anyways? Uh, but he could be even better is kind of the thing there. Um, love Jonathan Taylor this week. Pittman's only going to get better. Those are really the only two guys that I'm starting on this offense. Um, where did my statue go? I lost it because I was so caught up in your nonsense joe mm-hmm. um 
Let's see. Who are they playing against? Who's in he playing? Tennessee. That's oh, my God. We need to move on to the next game. <laughs> yeah. I need another beer is what I need. Um, ten, <laughs> I don't know about that. Tennessee's top 10 against the uh, running back position. Um, they're second worst against wide receivers. I love Pittman again this week. Now, that's a bet we could do, Joe. I'll give you Pittman, and I get uh, A.J. Brown. These are two guys that I love, though. So, I don't know if you want to do anything with that. Yeah. You're yeah. so boring. Um, Tennessee's top five against tight ends, so not really uh, excited about Mo Alley Cox. Not really going to do anything with him anyways, but he has been a, a fashionable streamer as of late. Um, but if you look at Tennessee, you think, oh, they give up a lot of passing um, stats, but just not to the tight end. Mostly wide receivers, so just kind of bear in mind that as you move forward here. Good. All right, Green Bay, Arizona, next pour it out game or out next uh, drink it slow game. So, who do we got in that one? Um, I, this is my game. So, the first one we're going to talk about is Green Bay. So, in Green Bay, in this particular uh, game, I think you have to be thinking that it's going to be more of an Aaron Jones game. There's just not enough weapons for Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball. You know, and this has been a reoccurring theme in in Green Bay since before they got Devontae Adams. So who do we like then and who's the receivers to potentially get involved? Randall Cobb will probably have a pretty good game. Uh, St. Brown will maybe have a decent game. They say Valdez-Scantling might be able to play. But there's one guy I'm going to mention that I think could have a a coming out, so to speak, game, and that's uh, the other Roger, A. Rodgers. Amari. Amari Rodgers. So he's been almost invisible, hasn't hardly touched the field. Right. He's been buried on the depth chart. Yeah, just buried. With two guys at the top of the depth chart coming out, he's he's done punt returns a decent amount. Um, I think this could be a decent week for him. So look for him. If you're looking at like a, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not saying he's a startable player by any means in your depth. Yeah, he's a DK play. Um, yeah, exactly. DK play. He's cheap, and he could be somebody on, in that. Uh, the what do they call those games? The showdown games. Yeah, uh, worth worth taking a look at. On the Arizona side, um, Green Bay's defense has been kind lately. Um, they've not been, you know, the stand on your head defense that they kind of believe themselves to be. Um, their defensive backs have been injured, so. Expect a decent week from from most Arizona players this week. I'm not really shy on my Kyler's. The of course not Kyler. You're starting him obviously, but Edmonds, Con- even Connor, um, I think could be a, a decent start this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopkins, you're definitely going with. And then you know it's it's it, after Hopkins, it's kind of a mixed bag between AJ Green, Kirk, and and Rondell Moore. Yeah. Um, I think all three of those guys are potentially flexible. Um, with, you know, especially on the, uh, DK side, you know, AJ Green's the most in like on the field, but that doesn't mean he's getting the most targets out of those remaining three. Um, and then even, you know, the new addition in Zach Ertz, I I don't think he's a bad play. So really, I think you got a lot of options with Arizona. Um, 
I wouldn't start everybody there, but you definitely want to look into, you know, who do you feel like has the best matchups? Um, out of that, if I had to pick between Rondell, Christian Kirk, and AJ Green this week, I'd be going with um, Rondell Moore. Uh, that's just my opinion from those three. Okay. Okay. What? I I, I feel like I have a bet there. Okay, I, well, you you say Rondell Moore? I say Rondell Moore this week. I'll take Christian Kirk. I knew you were going to say Christian Kirk. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, and you probably think you have the advantage because Chris touchdowns two weeks in a row, but that doesn't mean he's going to do it this week. <laughs> I I'm just done. Put yeah, it down. yeah, I just think that that's going to be a bigger game for him. My other question, another bet that we could probably potentially do here. What do you see Green Bay doing with Bobby Tanyan this week? Bobby Tanyan? Where Where do you think he's going to end up uh, at the position at the end of this week? All of those wide receivers are depleted. Tanyan's a big target. Yeah. Do you see, do you see Tanyan big... having a big week for him? Or, or no, is this not? I, I mean, it's you're, you're still looking at matchup. Just because the wide receivers are not um, playing doesn't mean that they won't the Arizona won't continue to be the best defense against tight ends. So okay. I don't see Tanya having a great week. I mean he might sneak you, in a touchdown or something, but I think he's outside the top. He's he's not startable. See, I was I was like doing that uh Dr. Evil like um petting the I was petting my dog <laughs> and like hoping that you would fall right into my trap of like sharks with freaking laser beams on the top there you go. of their heads. But you didn't. No, nope. <laughs> I was hoping Did that you'd be like, "Oh it. yeah, it's gonna be a huge Tanya game." Yeah, I, li- I like how you tried baiting me into that, but you see how yeah. that didn't work. I, I, I talked, I talked him up a little bit and everything, and I thought you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I think it's gonna be super good, like top five. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've been like, "I got you." Be happy with your Rondell Moore versus Christian Kirk bet. Right? Yeah, the thing is, it's gonna be AJ Green, who's the best of all three of them. Yeah, probably because <laughs> we're betting on the other two. Um, right. So, anyways, that, that gives you an idea um, for that game. Um, our last one, our last game tonight is our favorite. Of Minnesota course. Versus the Dallas Cowboys. Start, everybody. The end. Good night. <laughs> hey, and that's it. Thank you for listening. <laughs> uh, no, but I don't think you're no, wrong. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, Cowboys defense 28th against uh, quarterbacks. They're actually. Eleventh uh, against the running back, so I mean, but it's Dalvin Cook, so you're not not starting them. Right. Um, they're they're bottom five against wide receivers, bottom ten against tight ends. So Conklin even has some potential for a streamer this week, depending on what your tight end position looks like. You're really starting every everybody that you got for Minnesota. Um, if you got Kirk, you're probably starting him still. Uh, depending on who you paired him with in terms of you know the start of the season. And this is about the time, week 8, 9, 10, is about when uh, the prediction in, in terms of analytics and whatnot said that, hey, this is about the time when Christian Kirk's schedule starts to go a little bit harder and when you expected your um, rookie wide receiver that you maybe paired him with to be starting. None of those guys on the rookie quarterback side have really popped off like you thought. And so maybe you're scrambling or just going, you know what? I got Kirk. He's a top 10 quarterback. I'm going to keep rolling with him. He doesn't have a bye week to worry about anymore. You know, there's a lot happening there. 
um, wide receiver side of the ball. The only guy that you're really worried about is Diggs. Um, but even that isn't a lot because the, as a whole, the he doesn't. I don't see him following uh, Jefferson around. Yeah, he, this week he, I, I think he'll play a side, so and that'll has, be it. But but here's the thing too: Diggs has been beat. Right, he gets beat. He gets beat. Yes, he, gets, he scores a touchdown. Yeah, sure. Right, right. and he makes which an is great for the defense. Right, but he but, gets beat. but he gets beat a lot. Yeah, and so, and so not, it's not as scary as it seems. Yeah, um, it's so not like Tredavious White. Like, just for the record, right. he doesn't get beat. Vikings defense, they are sixth best against quarterbacks, eighteenth, so middle of the road against against running backs. They're bottom half against wide receivers, and they're bottom nine against the tight end. Hmm. Um, so I, I said start everybody. You're going to want to start everybody. This is going to be a high scoring game. Vikings, um, I, I as good as they've been doing in terms of points allowed uh, in a fantasy perspective of things. Um, They just lost Patrick Peterson. So, you know, those wide receivers are going to have a little bit of a heyday, I think with the secondary. Um, We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I, I'm a cynical Viking fan, so I, I expect the worst and hope for the best kind of deal. Um, But just something to keep, uh, keep in the back of your head that the Vikings defense is actually playing well on a fantasy perspective yeah. Um, and, and keeping some of these teams down in terms of points that are being scored. Um, part of that has to do with some of their last couple games being against the Lions, the Browns who only scored 14 points in that game, and then uh, the Panthers who are struggling really hard. And so take that into account with what you're doing there, um, but just something to be aware of. Interesting. I see this game as like one of those where the Vikings um, take a lead and kind of hold on to it, but the game ends up being much closer at the end and much higher scoring at the end. Yeah. You know, it it's like one of those like... things like the, it might be like 20. The Vikings might be up like 31 to 20 in the fourth, which is a pretty good score, right? But let's say it's even better. Let's say it's 24 to 24 to 17 going into the fourth quarter, right? So it's not crazy high scoring, but enough. The Vikings end up winning the game 35 to 28. You know what I'm saying? Or something crazy like that. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, like, oh, well, they scored a couple points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I, I kind of had it as a game that ended in the score of like 33 to 25. Yeah. yeah like, it's kind of, it's kind of a, an awkward, weird score because like – Kickers missed kicks and teams went for two and yeah, yeah. you know there was a safety <laughs> like just weird stuff happening in the game. Yep. All right. Well, let's wrap this week up. Um, what is your bold prediction or what not bold prediction? What is your Bobby's baller top pick for the week? I think I kind of already said it. Uh, I, earlier in the in the. Thing here, AJ Brown top ten. Okay, yeah, that's not necessarily like crazy bold or anything like that, but I think that's a uh, a fine fine judgment. I've been having difficulty thinking of what mine would be for this week. I really have. It's been difficult. Um, and 
you know, looking at everything. Hmm, what do I want to say? What do I want to say for me this week? Let's go with. I'll stick on the Jameis Winston side. All right, you got you got your boy Tannehill. I'm going to take Jameis here. Uh, Jameis is a top eight quarterback this week, and New Orleans finds a way to beat Tampa. How's that? Ooh. How's that Ooh. for a bold prediction for the week? That that is bold prediction. I don't yeah. I don't see that one happening. Well, they're at home, and if they're going to beat them, that's where they're going to beat them. So we'll see. Alrighty, that's it. Hold on, before we finish up, I got some breaking news that just came through. Okay, what is it? Cardinals defensive end JJ Watt going to have season-ending shoulder surgery. Oh no way! Yep, that's that's huge. That's a big deal. That I mean, it'd be a bigger deal if uh, if Rogers had people throw to but he will have at least a couple more seconds to throw the ball yeah that's true i'm just saying it's more of a bigger deal from a season nfl for for right. arizona nfl uh, arizona is still wise. the only undefeated team here's a good question all right let's make our last bet who do you got tomorrow night arizona or green bay arizona because i want you to pick green bay <laughs> honestly i had green bay you do. I do. Wow. It's it's I think I think, I think it's that just one, one of those games that I, I think this one Joe since it's it's more NFL bet versus fantasy bet. Yeah. I'm not going to put it on our bets sheet, but we should have something on the line for okay. this. Okay. All right, what do you want Some, on the line for? It doesn't I, count against our I, bet sheet. Right, doesn't right because it's not a fantasy relevant bet, but it should be something. I don't know what. We'll figure that out. Okay. We'll figure it out. And, and we'll, we'll let get everybody back know what it is later. Uh, oh, I know. I know. I know what it is. What is if it? you win, if you win, I have to drink whiskey next week. Oh, I love it. And if I win, you have to drink beer. I'm in. Done. Great bet. All right. Oh, God. The. Uh, the. <laughs> I immediately <laughs> regret my decision. <laughs> All right. All right. Well. Right. I will sign off. I, I, I will sign off with our final cheers yes, of the cheers, night. Cheers! I like these. Last so, week was great. To lobster tail and beer, three of my favorite things. Cheers! <laughs> I like it. Cheers! <laughs> Bye. Bye.